How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Well, your Eagles and the rest of the league did the first round of the NFL draft last night. The Eagles stayed pat at 21, and they took wide receiver Jalen Rager out of TCU. I got the Hall of Famer Ray Dininger to react a couple of days after we previewed the draft. Ray, good morning. Um, first things first, what was your reaction to the pick of Jalen Rager? Um, surprised. I mean, I thought, I think we all believed that they were going to take a wide receiver there. Uh, and I... I didn't have I didn't have Jalen Rager down as my guy. I thought that uh, I had him as the fifth, uh, my number five receiver. So I thought that when the big three went off the board, when you lost, you know, when Ruggs and Judy and Lamb were gone, uh, to me the next guy up was Justin Jefferson. So I was expecting the fact that the Eagles hadn't moved and they stayed there at 21. I thought, okay, here's where they take Justin Jefferson. So I was a little surprised when they went with Rager, and then Jefferson went with the next pick. So the selection of Rager, uh, to me, not totally out of left field, but uh, I kind of thought that given the option between Jefferson and and Rager, they would take Jefferson, but they chose to go the other way. Now, now, even though they didn't take Jefferson at 21, do you think that Rager is a stretch considering his skill set and the fact that he's got a, a history of, of drops, and there's also the, the question about his 40 time at the Combine where he claims that you know he was, uh, a more, he was a little bit overweight than he would have liked to have been. So factoring all that in, Ray, do you think that even though Jefferson might have been the better pick, that Rager was still an okay pick at 21? Yeah, well, there's a lot there. I mean, he's, he's a very talented, very talented player. Uh, uh, I, he's just a little, to me, he's a little raw. I think he needs some work. Um, he's, uh, uh, I think this is going to be, when I looked at this pick, I thought, you know, well, I guess we're going to learn a lot about the Aaron Moorhead, who's the Eagles' new wide receiver coach, uh, because uh, I think this kid needs some coaching. He's, uh, his route running is just okay. I mean, it can certainly be better. Uh, he needs some coaching in terms of how to get off a of press. I mean, there's, there's a lot there. I mean, he's, he's got some toughness. Uh, he's certainly got speed, um, and he makes big plays. He's an excellent kick returner. 
has very good vision when he gets the ball in his hands down the field. I mean, he runs like a running back. I mean, he sees daylight and he runs to it. He's You, you can see flashes of some real ability there, uh, but he really needs some coaching. I mean, he's uh, he can get a lot better is what I'm saying. There, there, he has the tools there to be a lot better. Uh, if he comes here and, and gets with a good coach, uh, and get some good coaching. I think that he can be uh, he can be really good. He's not he's not nearly as polished as let's say Judy is. Uh, he's not as far along as Lamb is. Um, those guys look like they're ready to step in and play in the NFL right now. Uh, I think uh, Jalen Rager needs needs some work, but the skill set is certainly there. The uh, the four four seven that he ran at the combine was surprising. I think everybody thought he would run faster. Um, he he had been timed. They claim. He had been timed at TCU at, at, that he had run 4-2-9 uh, at TCU. The, one of the coaches with a stopwatch handheld got him at 4-2-9. Now, okay, that's on campus with his coaches. Maybe they're giving him the benefit of the doubt. But I think most people would say that um, he was probably more likely to be a, a high 4-3 guy, maybe at the top 4-4. So when he ran 4-7, four, four, that was kind of disappointing. Everybody thought he would run faster. Uh, and I think when you watch him play, he certainly plays faster than that. So um, being that he has some skills to work on and room for improvement, um, you, you Ray, hit it spot on with your top three wide receivers when we spoke the other day. You you said uh, Ruggs was the best wide receiver, and he went he went 12 to Las Vegas. I'm going to have to get used to saying Las Vegas. I've I've thought Oakland in my head at least three times already. So Las Vegas. Jerry Judy was the second wide receiver taken, number 15 to Denver. And then uh, C.D. Lamb, of course, went number 17 to the Dallas Cowboys. And you said, you predicted on Wednesday, Ray, that the Eagles would move up for one of those three. And obviously they would have had to move up for one of those three. If you were in their position last night, would you have tried to move up for one of those three? Yeah, I would have. I would have. Uh, I, I I don't know that the Ruggs was my number one guy, and he's the guy that I wanted the most. The move up to 12, to, to, to get ahead of the Raiders at 12, you would have had to trade up to 11, um, and that probably would have been very pricey. To go from 21 to 11 probably would have cost you your one and your two and then maybe another pick next year. Um, that's a big jump. So probably not that probably wasn't really in play. Uh, the one that I thought they could have done and the one I thought they were going to do actually was when the first round played out and C.D. Lamb actually fell a little bit. I never expected C.D. Lamb to still be on the board 15, 16, 17. I, I just didn't think that was going to happen. So once Denver decided to go for Jerry Judy at 15 uh, and C.D. Lamb was still in play, and you're looking at Dallas sitting there at 17. As soon as I saw that, I thought the Cowboys are going to take Lamb. If he's still there, the Cowboys are going to take Lamb. Uh, and so Atlanta's on the clock. At that point, and I'm sure Howie probably did place the call, was to Atlanta and say, okay, what, do we, you know, what can we give you to move up to 16 and jump ahead of the Cowboys and take Lamb? Uh, I'm sure Howie placed the call. And this is part of the problem I think the Eagles put themselves in by just locking themselves into having to take a receiver. Uh, everybody in the league knew that the Eagles were desperate for a receiver. So Atlanta probably had him over a barrel and knew they had him over a barrel. And probably, you know, what, what Howie probably said was, we'll give you our one and our three. And Atlanta probably said, that's not good enough. We want your one and your two. 
And at that point, I think Howie just backed out. Now, I'm just guessing. I don't know. But I think Atlanta probably recognized the Eagles' need at that point. And here, the Cowboys are coming up next. So you know they're going to take Lamb. So they knew they had the Eagles backed up against the wall here, and they probably asked for, you know, one, two, and maybe even a pick next year. Whatever they asked for wasn't, you know, Howie wasn't willing to go there. So the Eagles backed off, and, yeah, the Cowboys wind up taking Lamb. And I, I'll tell you, the Lamb is really good. I mean, you put him in that offense, <laughs> uh, you know, where teams are going to have to play Zeke Elliott. I mean, you're going to have to jam the box and play the run first. You put him in that offense uh, where he's going to get a lot of single coverage, He's going to be scary good, I think. So the Eagles wind up, you know, those the big three go off the board, and then they really comes down to a choice between Jefferson and, and Rager. And, uh, you know, Rager's probably a little more versatile uh, is what they're looking at. I think Jefferson is really kind of a true slot mm-hmm. receiver, uh, whereas Rager can return kicks and he can play outside and he can play inside. There's more versatility there. But as I said, I think I think he's still a little bit on the raw side and he's going to need some, uh, he's going to need some coaching to become the player that he can be. So factoring in that, that Lamb is probably going to be really good for the Cowboys, especially in that offense, hypothetically, is a one and a two too steep to move ahead of Dallas so they don't get that player? I mean, if it was some, another team other than Dallas, then I guess a one and a two is too steep. But it's Dallas, so there's there's more than one element to to that to that player prevent not only getting him for yourself but preventing him from going to a division rival that you have to play two times a year yeah i mean that's uh i'm sure listen i'm sure the eagles were considering all of that stuff but you know as much as they need receivers and that was their number one need without without question that was their number one need they have other needs too you know they're a, they're a nine win team i mean they you know they won the division but they won the division because it was a bad division in a lot of ways i mean they have they have work to do in other areas too i mean they still need a linebacker they could still use another pass rusher they still need they could use a running back i mean wide receiver was their biggest need but it was not their only need so i i think that they just felt like no we just can't we can't give up the second round pick uh um, it's very. It was very tempting. If, listen, if, if, the, if the deal had been one and three, if one and three would have gotten it done with Atlanta, I would have done that. One and a two, I'm not so sure. I would have had to think about it. But the the, the real issue now is, you know, what did not what you didn't get, but what did you get? And now you have to look at Rager and see how do we maximize what this guy's abilities are. Um, his numbers, when you look at his numbers compared to. You know, if he had 42 catches, Jefferson had 111. So, I mean, if you just go by the numbers, it looks like Jefferson was much the better player. But, you know, the one thing you have to consider is that Jefferson was playing with the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, a guy that was just magical all year. The TCU quarterbacks couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Uh, I mean, the, the, the quarterbacking at TCU was, was really dreadful. Uh, I, I like to see Rager play with, with quarterbacks that actually can throw the ball on time, you know, and can give him balls that he can catch on the run. Uh, as opposed to having to stop, turn around, dive, jump. Uh, I mean, he, that was really bad quarterback play at TCU last year. They had three different guys play, and none of them were any good. So um, not, Rager's numbers suffered on that basis. Also, he was the only real receiving threat they had, so defenses were ganging up on him. You bring him up here and you put him, you know, put him with a quarterback that can actually throw the ball and, and give him a chance to make some plays. You know, I think he has a chance to be, he has a chance to be much better. I think he has a chance to be better at the NFL level than he was in college. And, and you said that they, they, the Eagles also have other needs uh, you know, to, to address over the next two days. Seven picks left because they didn't trade any away. Um, 
who should they target tonight and tomorrow? What, what areas do they really need to work on? Well, linebacker. I still think they need a linebacker. I don't know how high they're going to go for one, but they should definitely go for one. I mean, you look at the linebackers you have right now. I mean, they're really glorified special teams players. I mean, you need to go get yourself a playmaking linebacker somewhere, and there are some. Uh, the linebacker position didn't get hit too hard last night, so there are pretty good linebackers still available. Um, I think an edge pass rusher, somebody that can uh, add to the pass rush. I mean, Brandon Graham's getting up in years. You know, Barnett has never really developed into the the player that they kind of hoped that he would be when they drafted a number one. You know, Vinnie Curry's kind of okay, uh, but they could use another pass rusher uh, and, you know, need another receiver. You know, one receiver ain't going to do it. Uh, and I think they, they need to get another receiver. And, you know, you got two picks tonight. Uh, you got uh, you got your two and your three. And it wouldn't surprise me if one of them's another wide receiver because, you know, the thing that we said was going to be true has proven to be true. I mean, there are a lot of really good receivers in this draft. And even though the position got hit really hard last night, I mean, there are still some really good receivers still on the board. So wouldn't wouldn't shock me to see the Eagles come away tonight with another wide receiver because there are going to be some good ones to choose from. And the last question I have for you, Ray, is um, last night's virtual draft, from what we could tell, went off pretty much glitch-free. What did you think of the virtual presentation? I thought, it was, I thought they did a really good job with it. Uh, I give the, the TV networks uh, very high marks for being able to move the thing along uh, and go from location to location, from, you know, from one guy's den to the next guy's den. They did it pretty seamlessly. I mean, it, the chances for this thing just blowing up and being turning into a, a, a just a, you know, a colossal failure, uh, it was certainly there. I mean, and I think a lot of people thought it was going to happen, that there could be some technical foul-ups, that you could lose the picture, that the whole system could crash. I mean, everybody was, all these, you know, all these doomsday scenarios were out there, and they were certainly possible. Uh, but I thought it came off really smoothly. The, the league had obviously, the first, the first dry run that they did uh, earlier in the week was, was pretty bad. But they obviously worked through it. They got the bugs out of the system. Uh, and uh, I thought everything as as hard as that was to pull off, I thought they did a remarkably good job with it. And, you know, at the end of the night, you know, everything everything went through and all the teams got their picks in and they got it in in reasonable time. I think the one thing that, that did impact it was I, I think that there were fewer trades. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you look back over the past few years. I mean, last year there were 38 trades made during the draft, including six in the first round, uh, and a lot of them up high. This year there were very, very few trades and none up high. And I think it was it was just it was hard for teams to arrive at a consensus about making trades because you didn't have all the people in the same room, uh, and I think that made everybody kind of back away from wheeling and dealing the way they normally would have. I think that definitely was in play. But in terms of the technical part of it and being able to get everything done, and it's a TV presentation, yeah, I give them high marks. I think they did a really good job. I agree with you on that, Ray. Well, Ray, uh, second round, third round tonight, four through seven tomorrow. We'll talk to you again Monday morning to get your reaction on the Eagles' other picks. Thank you for the time. Always a pleasure, David. Talk to you on Monday. Talk to you on Monday, Ray. Ray Dininger, WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.